Hello everyone, if you would like to deepen your spiritual experience, I am hosting a weekly meditation every Saturday at 11am Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to know more, in the show notes I do have the details available to you where you can join the WhatsApp group that will have the Zoom link so you can attend the meditation class. This is absolutely free. I look forward to seeing you there. Please enjoy the rest of this podcast episode. Hello and welcome to the eighth episode of the Bearded Mystic Podcast and I'm your host Rahul N. Singh. Thank you for joining today and taking out the time to either listen or watch this podcast episode. Today we're going to be discussing about spirituality and its impact that it has on its relationships. Now because we have to keep things in a more balanced approach we're going to look at the positive impacts And we're going to look at the more challenging impacts. We'll try to understand the true impact that it has. What are the positive impacts that spirituality has on family life or relationships? Well, with your family and your loved ones, your friends, your work colleagues, they find you a bit more calm. Yeah, you're more composed. You know exactly what to do in a situation they can trust you to be the one that won't get angry or agitated or nervous or will have fear. You'd be someone that would be calm, collected and someone who would just be a great stabilizing force within either the household or the friendship circle. You're one of those type of people. You lose a lot of anger. Now, that's my personal experience. I can say this Because when I was growing up, if you ask my parents, I had a very short temper. I used to moan a lot and yeah, not a great person in my opinion. I've seen a lot of difference after I've been more intense with my spiritual practice. I've noticed that a lot within myself that I tend to be more calm. I'm not saying I don't get a temper sometimes, I do but it's not as frequent as it used to be. My parents can be testimony to that. And then today, my wife can tell you if I'm as calm as I, as, as I say. <laughs> you do lose a lot of anger. You do lose having a short temper. It seems to just dissolve away. When you meditate or when you inquire into who you are spiritually, you're able to just calm things down. Time slows down for you. And that's because we're giving a lot of attention to the present moment. When we're doing that, we are actually rewiring, in my opinion, I think I'm rewiring my mind to respond whenever a certain emotion arises. It's not that I don't feel anger at something or a situation or something didn't go my way. It's not that anger doesn't happen. It's there, but I just choose not to be angry. Sometimes I do get angry because I think that's the best choice to do, as most of the time probably isn't still, but I still do get angry. But that's now my choice rather than saying, oh, I don't know why I get angry. There's a lot more time taken with every emotion. You're seen as someone that people can trust as well. Some people may have secrets or some people have 
gone through certain trauma and they feel they can speak to you they feel that they can speak to you openly about what they feel and that there won't be any aspect of judgment or you will not condemn them for anything you'll be that person who will listen attentively and people will trust you with whatever's going on in their life that in itself is a great service to others because you're helping them deal with their issues by making them talk about it until they talk about it they won't know the reality of the issues right at the moment it's all been here in the mind and they've been talking about it constantly and consistently now when they talk to someone else they're able to see it from a different perspective another one is you gain an awesome sense of humor and that's because you're very observant of everything around you you're very observant of what's going on within you at the same time and that makes you more present so when you're more present you notice things a lot more due to that you tell jokes and stuff and you find things funny i love watching comedy stand up because i just love the way they raise an observation about human beings and those situations are so funny because they're relatable these positive impacts i don't know if they're for, like for others but definitely when i look at that i can relate that to my own self again with all humility i still have a lot of work to do another one is that you're more intimate with your better half what i mean by that is you're more present with them and you're more involved with them in terms of just being with them i'm not saying that you're involved in terms of you have to check their phone or all that stuff i don't mean it that way i mean you're just more loving and more caring and you do things just because you want to do them out of love there's nothing in return there's no expectation of a reward or anything like that so you're more intimate in that way you're also able to witness your ego a lot more this is one that has really helped me in my spiritual practice is when i witness my ego right in front of me and it's doing the silliest things and i'm just watching it <laughs> sometimes i do go with the ego and i travel where it takes me but sometimes i'm like what are you doing why are you even doing this are you really me from the positive aspects is that you're able to witness the ego therefore you're able to not commit to so many egoic responses or reactions which again harmonizes relationships which is really important and you understand your desires better this for me has been a tough one because i have found that the more i've entered on the spiritual path the more i've lessened my desires my desires have seemed to be minimalized but i will say that i do have <laughs> big desires but if they're not met i won't feel that i've ruined my life or my life has now been broken into many pieces or my life is crap I, i don't think that at all i think if i get what i want nice if i don't it's okay i'm not spiritually bypassing i'm just understanding that that desire doesn't make me who i am yeah those are add-ons to me nothing more they do not become me if i get those desires so desires you understand them better you want less it's interesting because in the culture today it's like 
a lot of people want to hoard things and grab as much as they can just have a look at what happened when the pandemic hit and people thought they wouldn't get toilet roll people's desire was to get a lot of toilet roll <laughs> frankly my thing was well to be honest i think we're okay we've got enough supply it's going to be fine but we don't want to hoard the less you have the more you can concentrate on your spiritual journey this is what i felt because there's less things taking your attention. If you have a lot of things, you have to then put them away. You have to then tidy your rooms all of a sudden. And I find whenever we get more things, you know, I clean the storeroom downstairs. I tidy everything up. Me and my wife will sometimes put things in the right place. And then a week later, because we've gathered up more stuff, it gets messy again. And that's why it's very important to just be minimal. Keep your life simple so you're not spending time having to clean the storeroom again and again when you can just concentrate on spirituality, which is more important. I remember one thing that Eckhart Tolle said, which was very, very insightful. He said that if you want to check if you have still got an ego or if you want to check if you're enlightened, spend a weekend at your parents. And... <laughs> It, it's very funny because I can really relate to that. That if you spend time with not just your parents, with anybody outside of your comfort zone, because at the time, if we look at that in terms of most of the time you're by yourself or with your partner or with your family, when you have to involve someone else from outside on the day to day level, it gets very challenging especially if that person has an ego. So because they have an ego, you will react if you're more invested in your ego. Therefore, if you really want to check if you have an ego, just spend time with someone outside. It doesn't have to just be your parents. Sorry, mom and dad, I don't mean you. What I'm trying to say is anyone outside, not just your parents, uh, you will find that they will really test your ego. You have some friends who may press the wrong buttons those are the type of people you want to be around because they will show you how enlightened you really are. It's very nice to sit at home and meditate and then go to someone who will really disturb your peace and then see if your peace remains or is it gone into pieces. The challenges. There are challenges when it comes to relationships and spirituality or progressing on the spiritual journey. One is that you could have different beliefs and they can create conflict. Now, even with myself, I was saying the last 10 years, I would like to think I've evolved in my journey. Therefore, my beliefs have also evolved. What I believed in 10 years ago, I don't necessarily believe in today. And what I believed a year ago, I don't believe in today. Maybe what I believed yesterday, I don't believe in today. So our beliefs change. And because our beliefs change, we may feel that somebody else has changed. Often we hear when someone says, oh, you, you've changed. People say negatively, mostly it's negative. We go into conflict, it creates barriers. It's really important if you are really evolving in your spiritual journey to understand the impact that it's going to have on other people when you change a belief. Sometimes I think it's better to keep your beliefs to yourself and not tell anyone because these beliefs have to take their own journey. And the end destination isn't where you are right now. It might need a bit more work. So best to just take it easy 
when it comes to differing beliefs. But if there are really obvious differing beliefs, then just be accepting of what other people believe in. That's fine. That's their journey. That's what they find is to be useful. If what they find to be useful is good for them, encourage it because you want to encourage their spiritual journey. The more you encourage, the better. In my opinion, there's no point discouraging something. For example, a lot of times we may tell people to not do certain things because it's against our doctrine. Well, why if it's really helping them? Why if actually it's been positive? Doctrines should not be set in stone. Be open. Sometimes a reaction is sought, but none is given. I'm sometimes very guilty of this. Very guilty of this. And my wonderful wife has sometimes got annoyed with me because I don't react. Or I just stay silent and don't respond. Sometimes I think that I should respond and that would be better. However, I also notice that if I respond, it may cause more anger and more hurt. So it's better to just stay back a bit. But that can be misinterpreted as not caring. So there has to be a balance. That's the tough thing is to try and create that balance. It takes work, it takes practice. You're going to make errors. It's fine. Be with it. Don't worry about it. This is one that I find quite funny, but it's true. Some people might just find you boring now. I mean, for a lot of people, their good time is going out for a drink and getting hammered. Fine. But to them, I may be boring because I just sit home and meditate or I record a podcast or just reading books. People may find you boring because of that. Actually, I do think that people will end up finding you interesting anyway when they start conversing with you. Also, the challenge can be trying to find time for spiritual practice because family life can be busy. When family life is busy, you have to juggle a lot of things. Therefore, spending time to meditate or to focus on your spiritual practice requires you to take out time. Now, if you don't do the spiritual practice, what you may end up feeling is anger. That's not good either. That's the challenge you have to face. You have to look to adapt and see what works for you. If something isn't working, you have to raise it with your family or with your loved ones. Because if you don't, they don't know that you're at loss. So communicate. A lot of the challenges are communication based, which is quite obvious. Most mystics were actually married. A lot of people think when they want to be spiritual, it's probably easier to be a monk, run off to a monastery and just sit and meditate all the time. However, these mystics have shown us a more interesting way and one that requires you to go into the fire. And (laughs) they were mostly married. Yeah, they all lived householder lives. They didn't live a life of a renunciate. Most of them were married with kids and they had to deal with the day-to-day problems of family life. They had to go out and earn a living They probably had certain desires that they had to keep and maintain. You have the odd exceptions like Swami Vivekananda or Osho or Jay Krishnamurti that didn't get married, but most of the others were pretty much married. Yes, the mystics, although this is where a challenge can come in for their family, is that they see the whole world as their family, the whole universe as their family. And this can be a challenge for the family itself. That's natural. And this is where it's very important for the mystics to be understanding of that. If you have a look at Guru Nanak Dev Ji, if you look at Kabir Ji, Tukkaram Ji, if you look into those lives, 
into their lives. They're very compassionate towards their family. They understood why their family felt it was difficult to have outsiders love that person. Spirituality is best practiced as a family, even with the differing beliefs. I bet you there is one common practice you can all do together. That can be as simple as eating together. I do find that when we do things as a family, it has a lot more power. Find that commonality, even if people in the family have different religions, different spiritual beliefs. They may believe in a different guru. That's fine. Just find that one common thing between them, the common thread, and go with that if we want to keep harmony in the household. Living a life of non-duality within family life brings in a certain aspect of ethics as well. This is really important to discuss because it means that you have to be responsible. You have to earn a living through rightful means without cheating others. You have to be fair to all family members and remove any hypocritical traits. This last one is the most important one. Getting rid of hypocrisy. The one thing that I love about family life is that it is a mirror. It will tell you where you are, even if we're not ready for that truth. Your loved ones will tell you when you're messing up. Or they will tell you what they don't agree with. You can then make the choice whether what they're saying is right or wrong. But they will always be a mirror. That's why we should always honour the people we live with. And always respect the people we live with. It's very difficult to do. I, I say this knowing that I have failed multiple times, millions of times I probably failed at this. The one thing I've learned is that if you're a hypocrite, no one's going to believe your spiritual practice. No one. No one's going to believe that you've achieved anything or attained anything. We may say whatever we want. We may talk about going out of the body and experiencing divinity everywhere. Yet if we scold our partners, our kids, just for nothing. If we cheat others in business deals, if we're evading taxes, that's being a hypocrite. We have to do as much as we can to be real and honest with our spirituality. To recap this episode, there's positives. We're more intimate with our loved ones, our family. We can get a good sense of humor. We lose anger. People find us trustworthy and more calm and we're able to work on getting rid of our ego. That's a positive aspect. The other one is we get rid of our desires that will cause us disturbance if we don't achieve them. The challenges we may face, different beliefs could cause conflict. Sometimes we want a reaction, we don't get a reaction. People may find you boring because you prefer to go to a silent retreat or finding time for a spiritual practice could be a challenge. The one point I want to emphasize is that hypocrisy has no place in the spiritual practice. We have to be as clear as water, as clear. And the test for this is that we see that people are more trusting towards us. They trust us more. They're more open towards us. This is the one way we can check that we're not being hypocrites. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bearded Mystic podcast. Please do remember to follow or subscribe to this channel and do leave a review for this podcast. I'd really appreciate knowing what you think. You can follow me on social media and I will leave the links below to each of those accounts. 
I do share small clips on there that you can share with friends and family. And if you feel that anyone in your friends and family circle would love this podcast, do share it with them. Do remember, a new episode is uploaded every Sunday and Thursday. Until next time, take care. See you again soon. Bye.